0: Hello, and welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable, the only podcast that dares to be both on topic and on location. My name is Tom Hollingsworth and I am a part of the Gestalt IT family. And each episode we bring you an interesting technical topic or idea, a premise if you will, discussed by some industry luminaries. I'd like to take a moment for everyone to introduce themselves before we get to this episode's premise, David.
1: Hi, my name is David Chaplin. Thanks for having me. I'm with the CTE Group. I'm the Chief Analyst and Founder. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at David Chapa, and you can find my blog at thecte.net. Thanks for having me, Tom. All right,
0: thanks, David. Ian?
2: Hi, thank you. My name's Ian Sanderson. I'm a technical pre-sales consultant for a company called TrueStack. You can find me on Twitter, handle at ian0x0r, and I blog at snurf.co.uk.
0: All right. Thank you, Ian. And Rohan.
3: Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. My name is Rohan Nagi. I'm from VMware, Senior Technical Product Manager. You can find me on Twitter at lifeboy.
0: All right. Thank you all for joining us today. Let's jump into this episode's premise. We have been spending the last several months not working in an office. Uh, Most of us have been working from home or working from some other location and it's had its challenges. Now, a lot of people will tell you that it's difficult to figure out how to find time at your house to do things and, and how to balance work life Things, But realistically speaking, there's another big thing that we have to talk about and that's network connectivity because it used to be nice to have good network connectivity, but right now we're just hoping we have network connectivity at all. And that's a huge challenge when working from home. So the episode's premise today is that working from home presents a lot of networking challenges. Now, David, you've been doing this for a while. Why don't you kind of give us an overview? You know, What are some of the issues that you've had when it comes to um, business continuity and things like that in lockdown? Because I know for a fact with me, if my internet gets cut during the day, I'm basically done. There is no business getting done.
1: Right. Well, let's think about this um you know go back before the the pandemic and you know every organization was, was working towards this uh, this this digital transformation journey and when the shutdown happened i always say the journey turned into a sprint people had to run to to make things work and so you had people going Uh, working from home, working remotely uh, with their laptops, maybe their personal laptops, it's not as secure. Maybe they have a low-end VPN or no VPN. So the challenges from a business continuity perspective really started to uh, get exacerbated when you had potential uh, exposure and hacks uh, being able to take place in these uh, these these insecure uh, environments now. You know, we went from a, a data center, we went from very secure environment to a very secure network, to a very insecure home, to a very unstable network at home or at a coffee shop or fill in the blank wherever you might be, and that presents a lot of challenges for for IT.
0: Yeah, I would say that the the lack of homogeneity in these network interfaces is, well, giving not, uh, IT departments nightmares and ulcers as we speak, because it used to be that enterprise networking was was pretty standard. It's one internet connection in the building and some wireless, and now I could be working with one of five or six different providers on multiple different speeds, and, and it just kind of becomes problematic. Now, Ian, I know that you're working from home uh, across the pond, And uh, even there, I'm sure that there are quite a few challenges because when you also have to add in home connectivity, but you also have to figure out the fact that you may be working with people in different countries and different time zones, and and that can be a challenge for you. How's it been in your uh, part of the world?
2: Well, just to echo what David said, I mean, it's it's difficult moving to working from home. I mean, personally, myself, I've relished the challenge. It's made me more productive, but... Um, So where I work is it's a service provider company and the mentality of people going into lockdown it was do you want something right or right now do you want to do it right or right now so what we found is people need to just jump on and get some kind of connectivity going right now it's not necessarily the right way and again touching what David said that's opening up a whole can of worms with the security wraparound and the moving the security boundary to the end users that are out there. Um, And just another interesting point was, I don't know if you guys tuned into Microsoft Ignite this year, but one of Satya Nadella's points was we've seen two months worth of digital transformation. Sorry, two years worth of digital transformation in the last two months. Um, It's an interesting statistic.
0: I thought it was funny that, that there's a checklist now. It's like, what's driving your digital transformation? The stockholders, the CEO or COVID? And most people are checking COVID now. So it's, it's, it's kind of fascinating and we're, we're having to play catch up really quickly. Uh, now Rohan, you not only work for VMware, but you know I'm sure you guys have been working from home because I know that VMware uh, has, has encouraged that. What are some of the challenges that you've been facing during the lockdown and, and trying to get business continuity going on your side of the fence?
3: I'm missing my office workspace. <laughs> That's the first challenge I'm kind of facing. But yeah, with this lockdown, with this COVID situation, which has brought us a dramatic effect on our social life, and not only social life, but you know, on our work also. So the enterprise have asked workers to kind of work from home, even for kids working from school. So I'm competing with my other family members for the bandwidth. You know, I have a single internet connection and then everybody in the morning gets on a zoom call from my five year old boy to my spouse and to me everybody is competing for the bandwidth quality of service prioritizing applications you know congestion uh, on the circuits and now that uh, digital transformation like you mentioned the norms or the definition is changing for digital transformation it is not just adoption of cloud for those applications or workloads It's also the lockdown, the COVID situation, working from home or working from anywhere.
0: Yeah, I think that that we're starting to see a massive shift, not just from a digital transformation perspective, but also the acceleration of cloud adoption. Um, If I don't need to use an on-premises exchange server or on-premises software anymore, and I can go to AWS and I can go to Azure and I can use those, do I really even need an office? And I think that kind of moves into our next uh, topic area that I was kind of curious about. Um, One way that we can ensure that work continues as normal uh, from what we consider now to be our new edge, which is my house or your house, uh, is, you know, making sure that the network has robust features that has business focused features, things that we've taken for granted for years in our enterprise and one of the ways that I think that we can deliver that is through SD-WAN now most of the people who have watched this podcast over the the last couple of years know that SD-WAN is a very hot topic in networking and uh, it's really changed the way that we think about connecting headquarters locations and branch locations and cloud locations Uh, but can SD-WAN help us here now Rohan You are an expert when it comes to SD-WAN because of uh, the work that you do at VMware. So I want you to jump in here first and maybe you can speak specifically about how VMware SD-WAN can help us address some of these challenges.
3: So definitely VMware SD-WAN can help uh, with this, not only just a lockdown situation where we are working from home or working from anywhere, even with this cloud adoption which has happened or the digital transformation which has been there uh, for past a couple of years, um, all the applications, the workloads, they have moved in the cloud. And there are enterprises who still have their workloads on-premise also. So accessing those applications on-prem or in cloud from branch or from anywhere with this lockdown situation becomes a challenge and that's where SD-WAN comes to play. It helps you kind of protect your last mile from your home network or branch office to the cloud or to the internet where the public internet is. That's where the last mile protection comes to play. And with SD-WAN, it can provide you with all those magic like application performance, user experience. So if my one link goes down, which is a blackout condition or a brownout condition where the link conditions are changing um, 24 by seven. And SD-WAN is monitoring those link conditions at any given time, then it can make those decisions so that your application SLAs or, you know, the service SLAs are maintained. That's the key to SD-WAN. So whether you have a single link, or multiple circuits, it can help you. It's a savior uh, that comes to play with with SD-WAN or VMware uh, SD-WAN.
0: Awesome. Ian, do do you have an SLA with your internet service provider?
2: I seriously doubt it. If it goes down, it's tough. luck. I think it's, you know, it's 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 uh, consumer grade broadband. It's not a, a dedicated circuit to an office like I've been used to for the rest of my career. So if if that line goes down, if I'm lucky, I'm switching to 4G and tethering from my phone. That That's my backup line now. Um, but just, just touching on what Rohan said, uh, it, it is interesting now and what you uh, mentioned, Tom, about um, Exchange services, mail access, things like that, everything's becoming a lot more distributed. Um, exchange 2010 has gone end of life. That's pushing a lot of people down the exchange online route. So, in a way, it helps, I guess, to access your core services like mail because you're not having to backhaul back to an, well, not backhaul, but connect back to an office location to grab that. Um, but everything's dispersed you, you need something to stitch it together and make that work work more effectively and I think that's where SD-WAN plays a, a key part in this
0: yeah I think that there was this massive land rush to uh to get people up and running on vpn uh concentrators and, and vpn devices because oh well we require you to have a vpn tunnel up in order to uh you know, access your mail in the office. Well, then the VPN wasn't configured correctly because we all of a sudden have like 10 times the normal amount of traffic that's all flowing through our network. Oh, that's right. Because now that we're at home, we popped up Netflix and we're tunneled into the the corporate network. And so now there's some challenges. And I think that's right. You know, companies have started to look at, well, if Exchange and my other applications are kind of going EOL or, you know, the bill's coming due and I need to upgrade, why don't I look at doing it in the cloud? And then I take that out of my network and I put it somewhere else, but I can still use something like an SD-WAN edge device to ensure connectivity, to ensure you know um, application treatment so that my users aren't complaining that everything's running slow. Um, I, I think that, that is, it's, it's a huge driver for things. Um, you know, David, in, in your experience, is that something that people are, are, are starting to adopt? They're starting to look at these new ideas?
1: Oh sure, they they have to. I want I want to I want to go back on something you were talking about with SDN. I remember in 2009, 2010, uh, there were some people are kind of you know making fun of the whole software defined, um, WAN, software defined network uh, because we had software defined everything. And you know you look at where we're at today, and it is it really is a lifeline. It's what it's what a lot of organizations need uh, to be able to. Uh, overcome the challenges that we've been faced with, with this, this pandemic. Uh, but certainly uh, customers are looking at, at cloud, they're looking at a, a bunch of different offerings that allow them to uh, continue to do business without having to have physical uh, on-premises locations. Uh, many of them for the first two or three months, they couldn't even get their own employees in the data center to To do any kind of operation, it was almost like pulling teeth, and that that really presented a huge issue for many of these organizations. And so, very very quickly, as as many of you said, very quickly, cloud had to be adopted. And now we're starting to find out: hey, you no, know, cloud's really not that bad. I can actually I can actually get a lot more done. And I think the other thing we're finding out too: if we have the right structure, the infrastructure, the the bones for our our you know, work at home employees, then we also have the opportunity to see greater productivity from our employees uh, than than we saw before. And I think that's a big thing that organizations are starting to realize is that in fact, working from home is not less productive, it's more productive. And uh, and so making sure you have something that's secure, that's reliable and viable like SD-WAN behind it, I think is absolutely critical.
0: And uh, David, a point that you picked up on there that I kind of want to draw out is this idea that our IT support staff is stretched thin as it is and you can't just show up on site and hope to fix something i mean you're right we it's hard to get back in the data center those are critical trips anyway right. but are you going to send it support to somebody's house to take a look at things uh, are you even going to be able to troubleshoot okay so you went to the local big box store and you bought the cheapest router that you could you installed it in front of the the cable modem okay now i'm trying to figure out how we can get this thing to tunnel through. Whereas the the flip side of that is to use something like SD WAN where I can have point of presence to every one of the devices that's on the edge. I can get into troubleshoot it and see what's going on. I can say, you know, you told me you have a hundred megabit circuit at home, but really what I'm seeing over it is you know like twenty megabits. So you need to talk to your provider and see why that's happening. Or, you know, uh, there's a variety of different things that we can use for troubleshooting purposes. And Rohan, you, I, I think you want to jump in here and talk about this a little bit. Sure,
3: sure, I don't, just don't want to miss the boat for SD-WAN. When we talk about the SD-WAN, it's not to be looked on just for application performance, you know. It's like, it's like what David mentioned, extracting the complexity from that hardware, the software, because the whole premise around... Uh, SD-WAN is, uh, it's based on the SDN principle, software defined networking, where you are kind of segregating the management, the data plane and the control plane. And you know, if uh, for a customer, Let's say if it comes to VMware SD-WAN, the go-to market for that retail customer is quick because they don't have to worry about the management plane, the orchestration, or the control plane. Where should I install the management station? I need to worry about the redundancy of that, the performance of that. The only thing they need to worry about is when we drop ship the edge device to their branch location, where should I put that edge device? Rest, then it works in a hosted environment like a cloud. So it's a win-win situation for both the site, for the SD-WAN vendor and the customer. And with this SD-WAN, it's kind of, uh, uh, now uh, just just to pick up a quick retail use case, at a retail branch location, when they have to bring up a retail site, they have stack of devices for each network function. For security, they have a device. For routing, they have a device. For wireless, they have a device. Now with SD-WAN, everything is consolidated into a single box and SD-WAN edge device can function for routing security and then WAN WAN optimization SD-WAN, everything all together. So you are removing that complexity and that IT support which you just talked about that you are now managing your network from the cloud, from the orchestrator. So it becomes very simple.
0: Yeah, I I can remember some of the original case studies on SD-WAN, they were talking about being able to drop ship a box to a retail location and anybody can plug it in with the with the right directions and we can turn up 10 of these a night and and we never thought we were going to have to multiply that by what like 100 and send it to people who are like, okay, well, I think this cable fits here, but I don't know. And so I think that that ease of use, ease of provisioning, ease of management is just a huge feather in the cap of SD-WAN being something that we should look at installing, you know, in our new edge locations. Uh, Now, one of the things that I do wanna talk about here, it, it kind of focuses on the network connectivity piece. Now in a business, I can order different circuits to terminate inside the building. And in a a good case, we definitely want more than one of those. Maybe we want one circuit providing uh, basic internet and one circuit providing some kind of a private service that allows data to flow over a secure connection or something like that. Well, that works at a business. At my house, I may have the choice between one provider and one provider. And so, um, you know, when we talk about things like business continuity and the ability to work from home, um, that's not something that is really feasible for us. However, is there a way for SD WAN to kind of help us out in some specific cases where our home doesn't necessarily have redundant circuits, or maybe even where the ISP equipment is kind of like unconfigurable up front? Uh, now, Rohan, I want you to talk about this a little bit, and then I want to come back to something Ian had said earlier about uh, backup connectivity.
3: Yes, like I mentioned with the SD WAN, with VMware SD WAN, even when you have a single circuit, Uh, It can uh, help you not only just from those blackout, not the blackout, but at least the brownout condition because if there is a blackout condition, the link is down, you have a single link. No SD-WAN, no other technology can help you out. You just have to call your service provider. But when you have a brownout condition, when there are latency jitter packet loss on your network, application like Zoom or game or any other application will suffer especially our enterprise-grade applications will suffer. And that's where VMware SD-WAN comes to play, where it kind of continuously monitors the circuit. It knows the health of the circuit. At, and, and at any given time when this condition happens, it can react to those situations. So the key to uh, SD-WAN is to detect this situation in a timely manner so that it can take some measures out there. And that's where forward error correction, jitter buffering, all those techniques are in place. I don't have time today. Otherwise I would have gone and gone with the DMPO, which is a dynamic multipath optimization. But the key here is yes, with single circuit, you can uh, remediate uh, situations for your real time traffic. But when you have multiple circuits at home, which is not a common use case, but after the lockdown, when I'm talking to customers, I've been seeing this, that enterprise customers are now having multiple circuits, even their second circuits, as an LTE circuit, which they use as a backup. But with multiple circuits, these things really work out the application performance, uh, really works out, and that's where SD-WAN comes to play. The key thing with, one of the key things with SD-WAN, with VMware SD-WAN, is the cloud gateway architecture, which is sitting in the cloud, which really helps you kind of optimize the SaaS traffic. The, the SaaS applications which is in the cloud with VMware SD-WAN, it can kind of redirect the traffic from your home location to these gateways which are around the globe and which are kind of milliseconds these gateways are strategically placed in those core facility where the SaaS providers are like Salesforce or Office 365. So we are kind of milliseconds away from there. So that's the biggest use case for VMware SD-WAN when it comes to cloud adoption.
0: So Ian, when we were talking about this earlier, you said that you know sometimes you may run into a situation where your, your primary link goes down and there's something that you said you do to fall back if you have to get connected. Do you, do you recall what you had talked about?
2: Yes, that was firing up the tethering capability on my mobile phone or cell phone and relying on a 4G connection. Um, and I'll admit, I've had to do that a couple of times. Um, broadband has dropped or even if we're talking about brownouts um, I know a couple of us have mentioned this on the call already um, like when my kids came home from school yesterday Netflix was on I was like why, why is my team's call dropped do a quick speed check I'm down to one megabits per second I switch over to the phone because it's, it's at that point a more reliable connection
0: and that's one of the things that I love about SD-WAN is that depending on the connecti- the uh, configuration and connectivity options on the on the edge unit, you can create circuit diversity, kind of like you have done Ian, with having a 4G LTE backup link, or maybe you find in a situation where it's like, okay, well, the kids have jumped on Netflix and I need bandwidth. I can have my traffic fail over to the 4G LTE link, run concurrently, but completely separate from what other things are going on in the house and I can create that kind of environment. And I don't have to spend a whole lot of extra money on hardware. I don't have to get creative in configuration. It's just something that is available. And honestly, even if you never turn it on, it's a good option to have just in case.
3: I think that's a great point, Tom, you brought up uh, for prioritizing the applications for home. You know, uh, here at home, I'm competing against my family members for the bandwidth with my kids who are playing game or, If they are on a Zoom call, I'm competing against. And that's where SD-WAN kind of really shines in, where it can prioritize those applications with smart defaults, which are already built in. It knows that this is my real-time application. This is my bulk or this is my low priority. And the low priority application should not just take over all the bandwidth. So that's where SD-WAN, that's one more use case for an SD-WAN
1: you know tom this, this this changes the whole idea of take your kids to work right <laughs> your kids are always there at work and that like, like you're saying you're 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 competing with them um and for people that are listening that are saying yeah i get it sounds good i'll just go with business class let me tell you i had business class at my house for um uh, two years and my performance and the reliability of business class service and i won't tell you what the provider who the provider was uh, was no better than the consumer grade that I that I had. So if you're thinking you can get by by doing something else, uh, that would be a good enough solution. Well, as soon as you drop that link, as soon as that link is not available, as soon as you can't get your work done and be productive, you will be thinking we should have gone with the SD-WAN solution.
0: And that's actually one of the questions that keeps coming up when people start using SD-WAN is why am I keeping this you know business class link that has an SLA? And especially if they're not meeting it, because now I have the ability to say, well, your circuit was down you know, five hours last month, which violates your SLA. But also I can use a community or commodity broadband circuit with a backup link and get as good or better performance for half the cost. And that could be something that businesses are looking at saying, okay, well, if that's the case, we don't need to provide you with this assured connectivity. You can do best effort with some optimization pieces and get a faster link out of it you know, maybe you need to bump your speeds up a little bit, but because SD-WAN is allowing us to do traffic selection and all these other things, effectively, you are working on a corporate network while all of the other traffic in your house is isolated and not affecting the way that you work.
3: I think very right, Tom, here. You know, if I go back uh, 10 years back, I call it IT 1.0, where you, know, you have multiple circuits at the enterprise, but then they are in primary, secondary or active standby mode only one circuit is always on all the time and all the critical applications are going through one circuit, but those norms have changed. With SD-WAN, whether you have a single circuit, two or four circuits, all the circuits are active, active all the time. And SD-WAN is monitoring all those circuits 24 by seven. And if there are any condition changes, even during flight for your application traffic, SD-WAN can take care of it.
0: All right, well, it sounds to me like the real answer is that we need to stop treating our homes like a house. If we're working here, this is work. And so we need to provide some kind of a an enterprise feature set for our working from home. Now, luckily, we have been developing this for a number of years. And we already have something that fits the bill. And that's SD-WAN, whether it allows us to prioritize traffic, provide instant backup links, or even just tell our providers that they're not doing what they're supposed to. If you're a business owner that's out there and you wanna increase your employees productivity, don't rush out and buy them a new expensive mesh office chair, don't worry about trying to upgrade their keyboard, go out and buy them an SD-WAN box. You know, if you do that, I think you're gonna find that their lives are gonna be better, they're gonna be more productive, your life is going to be easier. And overall, I think everyone's just going to be a little bit happier as we find ourselves working from home and and dealing with the joys of, well, home networking. Uh, I'd like to thank our guests for joining us today, especially Rohan from VMware. Uh, it was a great discussion and I uh, hope everyone out there in the audience got something out of it. Uh, if you'd like to check out more episodes of our podcast, please head over to gestaltit.com podcast. Uh, you can always find the latest episode there. Uh, you can also find us in iTunes or your favorite podcast application of choice. We always appreciate ratings and reviews because that helps people find episodes of the podcast. And uh, we'd like to thank our f- friends from VMware. Uh, for joining in today. Rohan, if people want to find out a little bit more information about VMware SD-WAN, where should they go?
3: So uh, they can go to velocloud.com or when they go to VMware.com, they can search for VMware SD-WAN and they can find out all the information related to SD-WAN working from home and even working from anywhere using VMware SD-WAN.
0: All right. And as a note for people out there wondering velocloud.com because VMware SD-WAN is the uh, the solution set formerly known as VeloCloud. Uh, so for Tom Hollingsworth, uh, for Rohan and our friends from VMware and for the other panelists who have joined us today, thank you very much for listening to the Gestalt IT On-Premise IT Roundtable and we look forward to having more great discussions with you in the future.